Hashtag SAFMBTH. Well, we're in conversation next with clinical psychologist Anele Siswana. According to the South African Depression and Anxiety Group, parents and guardians should be aware of signs of depression in their children should they not pass their matric exams. These include odd behavior like sudden withdrawal uh, from the family, sudden mood swings and drastic personality changes. Anele Siswana is now joining us on the line. Anele, good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us. Good afternoon, Aldrin. How are you doing? I'm well, I'm well. Thank you so much. So the focus tends to be a lot of the times, of course, on the children that are perhaps going to fail because um, there is an expectation that it could lead to um, some level of depression as well as anxiety. But sometimes you find even the top performing pupils go through this as well when the expectation is that you should be getting an A and you come back home and you don't have that distinction. Yeah, it's a common phenomenon uh, amongst families, particularly for those who come from high <clears throat> academic functioning families where um, excellence and success is the the order of the game. And so if one then comes with a, a B, that does not hold credibility in terms of um, straight A's, either they are five or they are four, that then is then deemed as a sense of not having done good enough. So ideally, what we then seeing is that anxiety becomes a thing that um, affects these, these these learners. At the end of the day, sometimes the anxiety does not even come from the fact that I may not have gotten the straight A's, comes from the reality that I do not know what to do next. And there's an assumption that high-performing or high academic students ideally would know what to do with their careers. Sometimes it's not always the case. Sometimes one still needs to figure themselves out. They still need to get a sense of where they are going. So it's not only about the results, it's also about what to do next. And what to do next then comes with all of these expectations, especially if what's what's going to be done does not form along the lines of the normative social construct that if you've got straight A's, ideally you should be going for medicine, you should be going for actual science. And sometimes people, I just want to, to be an artist. I just want to do fine arts. I want to do literature, things of that nature. So all of those conversations, ideally, they lead to a sense of a strong sense of of anxiety, uh, particularly around performance and pleasing people. So at the end of the day, we get learners who find it really hard to negotiate these expectations and then in turn lead to a clinical picture that then suggests either depression or um, anxiety. So what's the conversation then that would that should be happening in the family in that particular case? Because you may be an A student and as you say that um, the expectation would perhaps be that you're going to enroll um, in a medical school and so forth or medical medical courses. But then your your passions perhaps lie in arts and craft and perhaps maybe you want to pursue something in a, voca- in a, vocational, a vocational course instead of going um, the medical route. What conversation should be happening with the family and how do you get the parents to understand that, um, well, it's great that I am an A student and I have this um, academic ability. However, though, my passions actually lie with vocational courses. I think, Aldrin, it's it's only mostly, for the most part, um, privileged families that may find it easy to have such conversations where you will be allowed to explore avenues of that nature. But I think the first point then has to begin with parents 
who need to ask these learners as to what is the trajectory of where you want to go to and from there we start unpacking it because um at the end of the day parents is they want to see value and i think society has placed so much value on all of these uh, normative um careers that a vocational course is more like where you've got a calling or you have something that has to do with the innate talent gift most people and most parents don't really focus on those because they believe there isn't much that comes with social capital that comes with a, a probably a good tax bracket so i think also learners have the responsibility to take through their parents around um their career choices what has made that and sometimes to qualify um or to talk to start having this conversation with their parents to do a career assessment with um a psychologist either an educational psychologist or a counseling psychologist that will give a career profile that then backs it up so parents then when there is evidence of that career profile then there is some sense of where to start at but for some parents um there's there's a power dynamic here eventually this is where Aldrin, you see people and running for courses for the sake of pleasing their parents and you discover that second year they've changed their course sometimes they don't even tell their parents but continue um doing those courses that they ideally want to do because that's what they want so to minimize um pressures and to minimize doing something to please your parents i think it is ideal to have that firm conversation uh with 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 learners and and, and and between learners and parents so that at the end of the day it doesn't feel that a child is pressured to fulfill the aspirations and needs of their parents so one of the decisions that was taken by government was um that the metric results should not be published in newspapers um because of the level of depression that it leads to and also the um added pressure that is put on 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 the child i don't know if there's any research that has been conducted to see whether um that decision has healed it positive results um are we seeing any change at all or could there also be another um another dichotomy here where you have social media now where you will find school children matriculants who have passed posting their matric results and i guess those who didn't wouldn't do so yeah i think uma lucy the statutory body that regulates um that they've there's some work that they've done even though i may not have the actual findings around uh what has been the impact of not publishing the results on on newspapers uh, or public spaces but certainly i would assume in my hypothesis that <clears throat> there's a greater element of decreased pressure and again with this idea of um these results that have been previously published on um on newspapers that has caused these ideas because you would then now see anel has a, a b aldrin has a d or an h so ideally that pressure on its own i think with this now not being there there would be a great degree of lessen pressure um there will be a degree of privacy and and lack of expectation i mean society really um, embraced the idea of are having these results are uh, published in papers but we have seen the significant impact of what it does for those who did not do well even for those who have passed but didn't do well there are a number of stress that it causes but now with the imp- with the impact of social media 
I, I think social media to any larger degree it, it does affect the way we see people and so whatever that is on social media carries so much power and public discourse and so i think with that now it being the case that we know we don't have access social media now has to figure a way of how then to create um, supportive spaces of talking to learners who may not have done well. So I see social media mostly as a tool and a vehicle to to support and to engage on um, constructive conversation around how do we assist these learners that have not done well, but mostly also how do we use that platform to guide our learners with their career planning and career development moving forward. Thank you so much for your time. Anele Siswan is a clinical psychologist with that said. Also, um, what conversations do you have with uh, um, a matriculant who has applied for university, but unfortunately the M score um, doesn't meet the minimum um, requirements, or minimum criteria? How do you teach a child how to handle rejection?